0: This is the Thursday, April 7th edition of the Daily Wager podcast, and what a day it is. We've got you covered with a variety of action for today all over the sporting landscape. So settle in and we'll set you up in a little more than 10 minutes with everything you need to know heading into the betting day. Welcome to the Daily Wager podcast presented by DraftKings America's top rated daily fantasy app. Tyler Fulgham and Aaron Dolan, delighted to be with you this Thursday because what a fantastic day of sports it is, Aaron. I don't know about you, but uh, I will be literally sitting on my couch or laying in my bed for about the next (laughs) eight to nine hours watching Tiger at Augusta, watching opening day across the big league landscape. And, of course, we have some NBA and NHL action we can dive into tonight if we so desire. So the board is as big as it's been in a long time, my dear. Let's So start, many things. Right. Let's start in the NBA. That's where we usually like to get things started. Uh, what do you like uh, uh, so on today's NBA slate? I know there's a few games that uh, look good. Boston-Milwaukee is mm-hmm. a uh, primetime matchup. Anything you like in that one?
1: Yeah. So in that game, the Celtics are actually 10-0 against the spread in the first half. Uh, or excuse me, the first quarter in the last 10 games. I'm actually looking at the Bucks minus two and a half in that first quarter, just because the Celtics, they're on a second uh, leg of a back-to-back on top of that. They can afford to lose this game, which is why I think you're seeing it, seeing them as a six and a half point dog. Whereas for Milwaukee, they're, Wanting to get this win, and it's the first half of a back to back for them as well because they're going to play the Detroit Pistons tomorrow. So they won't be as concerned about that game. I think they'll be more concerned about this one, jump out to a quick start. And the Celtics have been great. I mean, they've won seven of the last nine games. The Bucks have split their last six games. So I think they want this win more. They'll jump out in that first quarter and cover the two and a half.
0: Yeah, I have just kind of um, you know, a, not a real strong conviction in this game, just kind of a lean. Um, Mm -hmm. I do like Giannis in terms of his ability against this Boston defense without Robert Williams to maybe exceed expectation. Mm -hmm. Cause I do think Milwaukee, uh, you're right. Is in a better spot here. So if you want to look at point prop, you want to look at rebound prop points, assist and rebound prop. I do think Giannis is in line for a big box score. Cause as you said, Milwaukee is motivated here. And although Boston has absolutely been cooking. As of late, um, you know, Williams would be the the primary guy to um, bother Giannis. Al Horford will do yes. his best, and he's a very capable defender, but he doesn't have that length and athleticism that Robert Williams has. Uh, the total also kind of sticking out to me just a little mm-hmm. bit. It's 227 and a half, and I kind of like overs, whether you want to chop I like it up in the first quarter. One. Yeah, first half. Boston's offense has been outrageously good over the last, you know, two or three weeks. Their offensive rating... Over their last 10 games, like 126.3, the next closest team in the league, which I think is Miami, was a 119. So there were like yeah. seven points per 100 possessions better, which is may not seem like a lot, but that is crazy, crazy uh, gap. So I know Milwaukee yeah. defense hasn't, hasn't been that great this year, too, Aaron. So I think both these teams will be able to score in this matchup, and 227 seems a little low.
1: Yeah, the overs 15, 5 and 1, in the Celtics last 21 games overall. The overs also 4 and 1, in the Bucks last five, and the last six meetings has gone over between both these teams. So I think it does scream over.
0: Yeah, I like uh, betting those overs, however, you want to chop it up more than the side mm-hmm. in this particular matchup. And again, uh, I'm thinking Giannis has a big box score. Another game I know you're interested in because it is a good one out West is Memphis and Denver. What you got in that one, Aaron?
1: Yeah, so I think it's pretty crazy that without John Morant, the Grizzlies are now seven and one straight up with wins <laughs> over Nets, Bucks, Suns. They're also twenty and two straight up without John Morant this season. They're just so good. Meanwhile, Denver, the three and seven against the spread in the last ten games, and this is two of the league's best offenses, both top ten on the season at a one eighteen point nine offensive rating. But over the past ten games, I mean, Memphis is the league's best defense, holding opponents to one hundred and five point three points. That's crazy. That's also still again without John Morant. So. I think if you want to go with the points with the Grizzlies, it makes a lot of sense, but at the same time, you have to see who is going to be playing in this game. They still haven't posted any of the player props aside from the Denver Nuggets. So I'm a little worrisome about that, but maybe keep an eye on that just because with the Memphis Grizzlies, it's hard not to take them with the points and they're the best team in the league in terms of the first half spread as well. So maybe you could look at that.
0: Yeah. That's a game where anytime I see Memphis getting more than five, Um, Points. I'm interested in them uh, even without John Morant. They've just been an absolute Mm -hmm. killer ATS this season. They have the best ATS mark in the NBA, and I believe they have the best road ATS mark in the NBA. It's top three, uh, something like that. But um, they've proven that they have the depth to compete night in and night out without John Morant. So I'm interested in the five and a half points with Memphis in that game. But I think my favorite play on the NBA slate tonight, Aaron, you know, I'm going to go to my trusty T-Wolves and Spurs. And we mm-hmm. have the T-Wolves at home against the San Antonio team that will be without DeJounte Murray. So when the T-Wolves are at home, they play defense like the, you know, bad boy Pistons, um, you know, like the uh, mm-hmm. you know early 2000s Pistons. They play awesome defense. I don't understand it. We don't get it, but the facts are the facts. The, <laughs> <laughs> they are the number two defense in the NBA at home this year in terms of defensive rating. We have a massive total of 241. Because both these teams like to play fast, but I think that's a little too high given the fact that Murray is out for the Spurs and that that defense is so great for Minnesota at home. So I would play under 241 if you aren't comfortable with that because you think uh, the T-Wolves and their offense could put up, you know, 140 points themselves against the Spurs defense. I understand that. Aaron, use our favorite word here and isolate the Spurs side and play their team total uh, under in this matchup. And uh, I think you'll be happy with that, especially since Murray kind of the engine and um, spark plug for their offense will be out in this game. So uh, there is one other game, at least worth mentioning, Um, even though the Lakers are eliminated. They are playing the Warriors in San Francisco and the Warriors are 13 point home favorites. The only reason I say it's worth mentioning is because LeBron recently, you know, said that Steph Curry is the player in today's game that he would love to play with. So I have no interest in Steph betting. Didn't,
1: Steph didn't yeah. seem to be buying into that though. <laughs> no,
0: Steph said. It you know, so I'm,
1: awkward. He's like, do I want to get trolled or not controlled on this?
0: Yeah. Steph's like, I'm fine where I'm at, bro. Why don't you, uh. Why don't you worry about your team and uh, how they're 17 yeah. games. Under Talk Spide about Leonard the Rock. Lakers
1: just throwing the talent too.
0: Well, it's, it's just, what a
1: They match. have
0: nothing to play for. One, two, three, Cancun. But uh, they are 13 point dogs <laughs> in Golden State against the Warriors. If that intrigues you. Um, I just wanted to mention that that is um, one of the games on the board today. But it's not just NBA. Aaron, today we begin the 162 game trek in major league baseball. So. The board is open to you. We Long have a couple season. of games yeah, that have been postponed. Red Sox, Yankees, Mariners, and Twins. Unfortunately, we'll have to wait to see them, but got about seven or eight games that we can uh, look to today. Um, any stand out to you that you think um, are games you can
1: attack? Yeah, I'm looking at um, Houston, LA. I think you could lean under nine runs in this one. I mean, you have two great pitchers and Goddes and Otani, and maybe you can look at no run first inning as well Otani was way better at home last season 10-3 no first run inning record at home the Angels as a team ranked 11th worst in the MLB in terms of putting up a run in the first inning and Valdez as well he's had over four and a half strikeouts in nine of his last 11 starts so he's been really great on the mound and then again Otani you know how great of a player he is so I just think when you're looking at this one first game of the season could potentially go under could lean as well no run in the first inning and yeah I mean just Overall, when you're looking to bet the board in Major League Baseball right now, give it like two to three weeks to see how these teams are actually playing. It's basically every preview that you're reading is what happened last season, and that was kind of a long time ago, and so many things have changed. So always take that into account. That's the same goes for NBA, NFL, the first two weeks kind of take it easy until you see how these teams are actually playing.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's really smart uh, way to approach baseball, which is can be so um, you know volatile day to day. But over the course mm-hmm. of 162, you'll see the trends. You'll know who to bet, who's good, who's bad, because yeah. that's what those you know long term trends will illustrate. But day to day, there is volatility. I, I all I can rely on right now is the team I know best, which is my St. Louis Cardinals, and I think they have one of the biggest mismatches in terms of pitching on opening day usually you get two really great starters on opening day no matter how good the teams are because you know that's an ace versus an ace but the Cardinals are going to trot Adam Wayne right out there and the Pittsburgh Pirates who are of course you know once again mired in you know mediocrity and not being good are going to throw Brubaker out there um, JT Brubaker so I really like the Cardinals in this spot at home. The Busch Stadium is going to be rocking with Albert Pujols, Yadier Molina, and Adam Wainwright all starting on opening day, back together again. They have a weak opponent in the Pirates. The Cardinals, I do think, um, are a much better team, so I would look to play them on the run line. So they got to win by two runs. That's minus one and a half in baseball, but you get plus 120 on that price. Wainwright was awesome last year as he fully kind of evolved into this 40 year old starting pitcher who no longer throws 90, locates his fastballs, keeps his hitters off balance with his curveball. We know the Pirates don't have a great lineup at all to go after Wainwright. And the Cardinals bullpen will obviously be, which was strength last year, uh, will be ready to go uh, for this game as well. So I really like the run line there for the Cardinals, especially at that plus 120 price. If you just want to play the first five for the Cardinals on the run line, I don't mind that either. Mm -hmm. But uh, I do think my bias um, is is being put in check here because the Pirates are just not a good team and the Cardinals are a squad that won 90 games a year ago and I think should be at least that good uh, again this year. One more game that caught my eye was a total in Chicago. It's always dangerous going under at Wrigley Field because of the, uh, the short dimensions and the mm-hmm. way the wind can blow out. But you have Corbin Burns and Kyle Hendricks. Hendricks knows how to pitch there, and Corbin Burns was last year's NL Cy Young Award winner. The total is nine, so that tells me that weather is a factor. But I would lean under maybe the first five under because the bullpens may uh, allow some things to happen, especially Chicago's. But first five under in Chicago with the Brewers and the Cubs with Burns and Hendricks on the mound is something I'd be Mm -hmm. comfortable with uh, because those are two really good starting pitchers. Burns, especially, and Hendricks is as good as there is in terms of limiting hard contact at a place like Wrigley Field. So that's what I have for the MLB slates. Anything else that uh, you want to touch on or do you want to get out here so you can watch all the goodies on TV today?
1: I want to watch all the goodies on TV. It is (laughs) pouring rain. There's nothing I can do today besides watch that. So I'm excited.
0: All right. downtime.
1: No daily wager today.
0: Yeah, we are uh, off daily wager because of uh, ESPN's coverage of the Masters for both today and tomorrow. So a little kind of four-day weekend for us. Uh, There will be a bet on Friday. um, So you want to tune in uh, to that or watch it on demand on our YouTube channel, however you watch it. But we will have bet on Friday. Uh, no Daily Wager, though, to today and tomorrow because of ESPN's coverage of the Masters. So that's it. A little more than 10 minutes of the bets you need, as promised, for a wonderful day. Please do us a favor. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow if you're enjoying the show. It helps us out tremendously, and we will talk to you tomorrow on the Daily Wager podcast.